You're listening to Be Health Connected, a podcast by the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition. Your host for today's episode is Lauren Rimsbecker, BHC Senior Director of Member Engagement and Communications. Hello, I'm Lauren Rumsbecker, and welcome back to the BHC's Be Health Connected podcast. On March 11th, 2020, the World Health Organization declared novel coronavirus disease 2019, otherwise known as COVID-19, to be a global pandemic. As we reflect on the past year and the path forward to recovery, the BHC is pleased to launch a special three-part podcast series on building resilience in a post-pandemic world. For our first episode, we will be discussing the role of social determinants in driving health outcomes, the impact of COVID-19 on health disparities, and opportunities for businesses to address these factors for greater organizational and individual well-being. I'm thrilled to be joined by Dr. Courtney Walker, pharmacist by training and medical account director for Novo Nordisk, where he has supported employer, coalition, and trade accounts by sharing scientific data around diabetes, obesity, and associated chronic comorbid conditions for the last 18 years. Courtney, thanks for taking some time to speak with me. Thank you, glad to be here. So I think it's safe to say that social determinants of health is a buzzword in the public health world these days. I've heard a lot of conversation in this space recently, but I know that it can mean a lot of different things to different people. So maybe we can start by defining what social determinants of health is and providing some specific examples. Absolutely. Emory University professor and national leader in public health, Dr. Camera Phyllis-Jones, she says, when a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. And when you think about social determinants of health, it's really that outside environment uh, to the person that really affects its ability to grow and develop and be cared for. The World Health Organization defines social determinants of health as the conditions in which people are born, they grow, they live, they work, and they age. All of these circumstances are shaped by the distribution of money, power, and resources at a global, national, and local level, which are influenced by policy choices, which are so important. The examples of social determinants of health, Lauren, are access to quality care. Are they able to get the care they need um, medicinally, and then just actively by uh, engaging with physicians and the healthcare system, discrimination, education, employment, food security, income is another, safe housing, social support, and then in an emerging one called digital health literacy. Those are some of the examples of what we're talking about when we talk about social determinants of health. Thank you so much for clarifying that, Courtney. And How exactly do the factors that you've mentioned contribute to better or worse health for an individual over their lifetime? You know, these factors work specifically, Lauren, to affect health outcomes. For example, access to quality care, it affects patients' ability to get quality health care and medication. Um, Educational disparities correlate to poor health. There was a study that showed that in all races, higher education resulted in, in better health despite Uh, the race that you came from. Uh, When you factor in the contributions to health, uh, when you think about all the factors that contribute to a health status and health well-being, medical care only represents 10 to 20% of the contribution. 
However, when it comes to social determinants of health, it represents or they represent 80 to 90% of the contribution to health. And they really are broken down into three areas, health-related behaviors, socioeconomic factors, and environmental factors. So all those that I mentioned earlier, they can all be um, you know, broken down by those three. They're in those three categories. And I feel like so many of these concerns have really been amplified during the pandemic. So can you speak a little bit to the impact that COVID-19 has had on social determinants of health and specifically the emergence of health disparities related to this pandemic? Absolutely. And I want to spend a little time in talking about this. There's a wide range of social determinants of health that have risen to the surface during the pandemic. We know um, specifically four. Uh, we know the impact of housing instability, then food insecurity, social isolation, and then prejudice and discrimination. First, when we talk about housing instability, how has that worked to really influence this? We know that there was sudden loss of wages that interfere with uh, individuals' ability to pay their mortgage and their rental payments. We know that also individuals were, were, were crowded, low-income housing and shelters, they were less able to practice social distancing, which influenced them being able to, to get sick and, and really be affected. From a food insecurity standpoint, we know that there were shortages due to stockpiling. I'm sure all of us remember, Lauren, how bad it was trying to get to the grocery store for a few months there and, and to get the basic necessities. And then also lower income shoppers were less able to purchase food they needed immediately. So that had a factor. Then social isolation. There was long-term isolation that exacerbated the loneliness epidemic and just individuals feeling all alone. And then that influenced mental health issues. Then also not everyone had access to the internet and necessary technology for virtual interactions, which also uh, affected the quality of education. Uh, for, because, you know, for example, in the city of Dallas, Texas, uh, the independent school district there 40% of the kids didn't have access to the internet. So certainly that has an impact. And then prejudice and, and discrimination, unfortunately. We know Asian Americans uh, may face an increased risk for mental health challenges and physical injury. And specifically, we've seen the things in the news that certainly affected that population. And then those business owners who happen to be Asian American may face deep revenue losses. So all of these factors working together have really uh, been spawned from the COVID-19 uh, epidemic. Then we know racial differences and types of jobs that, um, that may have an increased risk of community exposure and access to care impact infection frequency and patient outcomes. We know that some individuals working in certain environments where they couldn't practice social distancing certainly had an impact as well. We also know pre-existing conditions seen disproportionately in minority communities, especially high blood pressure, diabetes, and obesity have played a significant role in higher infection and mortality rates as well. So all of that really has arisen due to this COVID-19 pandemic and really social determinants of health have, have really worked together to play a key role in, in, in the impact. You know, I wish you could see me right now because I'm just nodding my head up and down with agreement with everything you're saying. I think inherently we know there is a problem here. Uh, but in speaking with a lot of the employers, uh, especially those that the, the Business Health Coalition is working with, we've heard that it can be intimidating to determine how best to address uh, social determinants of health. 
especially from an organizational perspective. So can you give some practical strategies that employers might think about deploying in order to make a difference for their populations? Absolutely. First thing is figure out where your organization is. Where are your gaps? Where are your blind spots? This can be a gap assessment. And that can happen through screening, screening your population to know where they are, not to make assumptions, but just to find out where they are. Uh, number two is model is as a follow up to screening. What does good look like and, and how? Who is an expert in the area of our greatest need? And don't reinvent the wheel. There are organizations out there that specialize in the area of your greatest need, whether it's uh, uh, transportation issues or food security issues. There are organizations that are, that are really focused on helping to address those concerns. From a healthcare perspective, do all employees have adequate access to care? Uh, from discriminatory, uh, from discrimination and, and discriminatory issues, do all systems promote inclusion and sensitivity to issues that affect certain populations? From an income perspective or living wage or hiring practices, always do self-assessment. I mean, it's gonna be critical. Uh, from a fooding housing uh, support standpoint, promote healthy eating throughout the culture of the environment. I've seen this time and time again. Uh, I, I remember we were working with Shell uh, Oil out in uh, the, the Houston, Texas area. And they, they specifically changed the food um, where they were battling obesity amongst their workers. And they changed the food. They changed the whole food system. They invested and they put healthier options and they, they totally did a, a, you know, just a complete redo of the food um, uh, availability to those individuals that work there. And it helped in a great way. And then social connections, uh, promote connection in your organization. Uh, making sure that certain departments engage with other departments and they're communicating, they're supporting one another and making sure that those are the things that are done to, to, to really promote an environment of, of connectedness is gonna be important. Then I would say evaluate your own policies and your systems and your environment as a whole, that's gonna be key to change. You know, what can the employer have control of here? You know, take the steps to address issues that are within your, your, within your control as an organization and take the steps to bring about the change that will help you as an organization function so much better and make sure that, that the employees feel heard and thought about and can stay healthy as possible so your organization can be the absolute best that it can be. Speaking of change, you know, it's been said that in order to truly bring about change, especially when it comes to social determinants of health, it will take a multi-stakeholder approach, uh, many partnerships. Uh, can you give some specific examples about how employers can collaborate with the organizations in their community uh, to address some of these gap areas that you've already mentioned, uh, and particularly those of greatest need to their employees? You know, uh, Nova Nordis, uh, my specific company, we set out and we did a project called Cities Changing Diabetes. And it was a first of its kind partnership between Nova Nordisk and, and other organizations. And, and we go into cities and what we do is we, we partner with organizations throughout the, the area to bring about the change uh, from a diabetes perspective, from an obesity perspective, and, and it was all about partnerships. So for example, in the city of Houston, we partnered with American Association of Diabetes Educators. 
American Diabetes Association, area churches, the City of Houston Human Resources Department, the county, Harris County Medical Society, Harris County Public Health, uh, the Hispanic Health Coalition, the Houston Business Coalition of Health, all of these different organizations coming together. Um, and so I think the first thing is to definitely evaluate how you can come together uh, as much as possible. So uh, it's the ICE method. We're gonna call it the ICE method. Number one, identify those organizations that have perfected service in the area of your greatest need, um, where you have those gap areas, where you have those blind spots and reach out reach out. Everyone has been affected by the pandemic. Everybody is well aware of the areas where their employees have struggled. Reach out into the, to those organizations that have perfected what it is you need the most. Number two, collaborate with those organizations to improve those areas with the greatest need. Uh, collaborate. No, don't be afraid. The Cities Changing Diabetes came together with a goal that said by 2045, they wanted to reduce obesity by 25%. And that would prevent 149,000 cases of type 2 diabetes and $1.5 billion of savings in the city of Houston. So that example there can be, uh, can be you know, done by other organizations, by other municipalities, other cities, because those collaborations are powerful to bring about that change. And then lastly, execute. So number one, identify. Number two, collaborate. And then three, execute. Efficiency will come from timely partnerships that provide answers that matter and bring those overall solutions to help your organization be healthier, stronger, and effective to do what it is that you, you want to do to, to bring about the results that will help your organization to be absolute best that it can be. So thank you so much for this time to share that. Thank you, Courtney. We really do appreciate your time today. As you've clearly pointed out, there is a lot of work to be done to achieve more equitable health outcomes in our communities, especially COVID, following COVID-19. Um, and we appreciate your guidance in taking the first steps. Any final uh, words for our audience today? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, the key to the definition, I think, of social determinants of health is that, you know, they're shaped by money, power, resources that uh, that organizations, people have all of which influenced by policy choices. I think all of us can be a part of organizations that rethink our policies and rethink uh, the, the rules that we have in place that may, uh, they, that may need to be retooled and reworked to help us to run more efficiently. So just lasting comments is all of us can, can do everything that we can to evaluate where we are and see where we can get better. And I think that as we do that, we will, we will see improvement uh, from a social determinant of health perspective that will help our organizations be better and our employees happier and healthier. And uh, we'll see success in our outcomes if we do that. So thank you so much for this opportunity again. Thank you for listening to the Be Health Connected podcast. For additional episodes or to learn more about employer resources available through the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition, please visit www.stlbhc.org.